good test for her. For sure, yeah. Can you find my dog? Yeah. Can you find Clara? When like when you're on the street calling, hey Clitoris, come here Clitoris. I bet she says Welcome to No Bras on Sunday. Um, this is our first episode, which is cool. Um, and if you found us and are listening, like that's super cool also. Especially if you don't know us. Yeah, especially if you don't if know us. If you're listening and you haven't met us in real life, we've made it. Um, yeah, I thought that we should maybe just give us a little, give you guys a little background on who we are, why we want to do this, and such. So um, I'm Avery, and then we also have Erin. Nicola. Nicola. And yeah, we're roommates and we're really into podcasts and we thought, you know, it's a good roommate bonding really to just do this at our kitchen table. To set the scene, we are sitting in almost complete darkness. There are maybe mm, four dozen candles lit around us. No joke. You'll learn more why later. And so it is good bonding in the dark. Yeah, they've been pretty much lit all day. We have a fireplace thing on the TV. It's a real cozy vibe. Aaron's wrapped up in a blanket. And wool socks. And wool socks. Oh, I have wool socks on too. It's a very like wintry-esque vibe on November 3rd. 3rd. So yeah, that's uh, setting the scene for you. That's what's here. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll just like dive into a little bit of background about each of us. and uh... Background? On yourself. Yeah, who are I you? I am Aaron. I am fairly new to Vancouver and to this. I'm the newest addition to this house, apartment house, Vancouver special house. What? What do we live in? Is it a Vancouver special? No, it's not a Vancouver special. What the hell is a Vancouver special? You guys are so Ontario. What is a Vancouver special? A Vancouver special is a series of homes, like a style of home that was made very popular, I want to say, in the 70s or 80s. You'll see them around Vancouver. It is usually like a kind of square rectangle. There's always a door on the bottom. There's a long porch across. It's okay. a very certain style of architecture. They're can called you, Vancouver Special. I'm pulling can you bring it, bring it up? I Vancouver really don't know what you're talking you. about. Okay. So um, this is not a Vancouver Special. We live in a house that has floors. And we live on sort of the main floor with this people is the world, upstairs. World's <laughs> we live in a duplex. <laughs> We're in the duplex and we're the bottom level of the right. duplex. Not a side-by-side duplex. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. An up-and-down yeah. duplex. Okay. But we have a yard and we have big windows and I live in the closet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We had... It's Nic- a bedroom. Nic- okay, this is Nicola's childhood home and I moved in in January and we have like a den so like it's a two bedroom plus den except most of the time when it's houses technically a three bedroom well yeah but I was gonna say but most of the time when people say den in like a housing ad it's like a closet with no window because you can't classify it as a bedroom if there's no window right typically mm-hmm. I don't know well Lucky either in Vancouver no yeah it's a I grew up in an actual closet it's <laughs> That's a, that's a good story, actually. <laughs> it's a fuzzy line, regardless. Regardless, Aaron's bedroom has a window, therefore it's classified it's as a, a window. It's a bedroom. It is a full bedroom. We just joke. We just joke. Um, we also joke that she's our outdoor cat, and she just comes and goes as she pleases. We never know when she's home. Oh, so I was, yes, this I'm supposed to be talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm the outdoor cat of the house. I'm from Ontario. I work at a magazine now, and I like to... Relax. More okay. to come. One more to come. Yeah, yeah. I can't give away all the secrets. Mystery. It's true. It's true. Oh, and I don't like to wear 
like I, I don't really love bras. I don't really like to wear bras. I wear them, but I, I we don't, don't. No one loves it. Generally, no one loves it. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll go off of yours. I'm Avery. Um. I'm also from Ontario. Aaron and I grew up together in a small, small sweet town. We didn't actually grow up together. I guess I didn't really know you until. You went. Well, you went to Catholic school. I did. Uh-huh. I did go to a Catholic school. Uh-huh. I was yeah. a public child. Um, and yeah, so I grew up there with Aaron. Um, we have a lovely familial past together, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. I moved to Vancouver three years ago-ish now. Three? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming up to three this spring. I'm, I think. Yeah, yeah, it would be. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I work in PR. Uh, I have a cat named Wallace. He might occasionally make some noise throughout this. He's a shithead. He's a little bit of a shithead, but... I won't lie. Yeah. No. I'll I admit but to that. mostly he's a shithead because he doesn't love me as much as I want him to love me. He really does. He's, he's like, fine. <laughs> he lives his life as a normal cat, but I want him to love me way more than he does, which makes him a shithead in my eyes. He also just chews a lot of paper and cords. Oh, he's and... a menace. Yeah. A hundred percent. He's a garbage gremlin, but we love him. So, Nicola, tell us about yourself. Okay. She's sure. really avoided this question. Well, I just didn't know what to say. Um, my name is Nicola. Um, Vancouver born and raised, so I've been in the city for a long time, in kind of different parts of it, but mostly in the neighborhood that we are in now for a long portion of it. Avery touched on it a little bit, but we're all living in, like, essentially my childhood home. So I grew up here, been in this home for a long, long time, and it's super fun to now be in this home as an adult and have it be my own space and transform it. First thing we did was we painted all the walls and really switched it up. And It was orange nice. in here. Yes, it's a long story. It's nice to have a new identity in here and finally feel like it's, you know, my own little piece of the city with some people I care about. Today I saw some girlfriends I hadn't seen in a bit and they were laughing and they one of them said, it just sounds like you always have so much fun in your house. I wish I could live there. Which is funny because she has, like, a lovely long-term partner and a child and two cats <laughs> and a guinea pig and very much her own life. But she's like, I wish I could just take, like, a month. Just live there for a month. And I was like, okay, She's anytime. more than welcome to come and hang out for That's a month. That's what I said. I was like, sure, if you want to. <laughs> it's a good um, time. I don't know if there's any other background to share. Yeah, well, we can. Oh, I what do you work... do for work, Nicola? Thanks, Erin. <laughs> the prompt. Um, I work in the events industry, so I like to call myself a creative event specialist. Um, I've never heard you use that term before, actually. I feel like it's the best way to kind of all encompass what I do. That's true, because you do, like, more than, like, more than just, like, weddings. You do, like, corporate yeah, stuff. Yeah, do some corporate as well, and I'd like to think there's an ounce of creativity and everything. For sure. That I do with events. Like, I try not to do anything that's super cut and dry. Um, so that's probably the easiest way to explain it. I primarily do, you know, all the weddings, um, kind of community events, private events, and I love it. What's your deepest fear? Oh, my uh, biggest, deepest irrational fear is um, sea creatures of the paranormal variety. So <laughs> the Ogopogo and oh the Loch Ness Monster. I love the Ogopogo um, theory It is so my much. deepest and most real irrational fear. Cool. Because I know it's not rational, but I'm scared shitless. I'm into that. I was in Lake Okanagan as a kid and something hit my leg. It was Ogopogo. No, it was a fish, but <laughs> my whole life flashed before my eyes. I'm I was like, it's Ogopogo. Sure. I'm 99% sure. Well, it's just so it's gross. Like, you think about it? Like, like there is, is lovely. Say you're swimming around, there is something under there watching you. 
Well, there's for sure, I'm going to use air quotes, sightings. Um, and it's, it's weird. There was actually just a recent one, I think, last summer or last fall or something like that. Look it up. Well, like, how did it get there? How does anything get anywhere? And how, what, is it, what is it feeding on? Small children. Exactly. <laughs> They're fucked. How many missing children are, are there in Lake Okanagan? Oh, I have no idea. You That's really know? sad. I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> got really real. Check I said it was an irrational <laughs> I'm sorry, that was horrible. Um, we yeah, that so I can very easily share my <laughs> really greatest irrational fear. Um, rational fears, <laughs> failure, probably. Oh, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Does everyone feel? Does yeah. everyone fear failure? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guys, I would think so. What is your in, greatest? Only fear? in like a body crushing, soul sucking way. Like in a way of like I could never get away from out of this. You know, like yeah, just failure or like just maybe not failure, but like complete and utter disaster to the point where like. You can't, you can't change your life around. Yeah. Like, if you do something stupid, like you drug traffic or something, and you go to jail. Yeah. That's, to me, a big fear. Because, like, yeah. how do you turn your life around? You, do yeah. I have the willpower? Or, like, if I lose all my limbs, if I lose all my limbs, how do I come back from that? <laughs> You're, like, crying. <laughs> You ask. I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a huge fear of mine. I feel like you've really thought about these answers before. <laughs> I like you, you, either somebody asked you this question before or you've like really no, I thought an about for this. Everything. All right, that's fair. The answer is you oh, don't. I thought that a fish or a sea monster swam by me in Falls Creek, but it was <laughs> just <Holy> a turd. <laughs> 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 Teasing, but probably not. But no, you might be right. Oh, it's definitely shit waters in there. Oh, yeah. E. coli central. I went swimming in there and I got a fever like, You shouldn't have gone swimming <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's closed for some reason. That was your worst. Was. That was you a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like, if water splashes you while you're kayaking, you're supposed to, like, yeah. spit it up. That was the problem. We were kayaking and doing these rollover things and mm. had a fever by the end of the day. Gross. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not that that's a fear, but I mean, <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> it's good to learn lessons. Yeah. Mistakes. So what are. is your greatest fear? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That would be one that I'd have to think about for a while. We'd have to cut this out, this thinking process. Maybe that's it's a not whole... losing all your limbs. <laughs> maybe that's a whole. Maybe this is a whole other episode. Oh my god. What's your greatest fear, Avery? Um, I don't know. I feel like I want to just piggyback off of yours and say failure too, because like that sucks <laughs> and I don't yeah I don't know again I think I'd have to think about that but that would be one um also drowning oh yeah see I'm a strong swimmer so I don't but so am I but I'm still afraid because undertoes and shit yeah. like, oh actually right yeah, yeah. like I was always afraid to jump off of the pier in Erio because yeah. of undertoes and then also because my ears were a little bit fucked up so mm. <laughs> oh, yeah you had two ears and <laughs> Yeah. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> if we boil it down, is it all just a fear of loss of control? That Probably. could be absolutely it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll jump into what we want to talk about today. Um, obviously our name is No Bras on Sunday. And I like to think no bras like at all t- days of the week because they're just like confining and it's just like they leave like unapologetic marks on your... Unapologetic. Mm. yeah yeah on that note this is a quick anecdote we started this podcast right after well Avery and Nicola had started this podcast and asked if I wanted to be on it 
and right after I said yes, I started getting a rash from my bra. Oh, my no. Side. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Shit. And I asked my boyfriend, I said, wow, what the heck, what's this from? And he said, you've had that for a while, haven't you noticed this? And I didn't. And it's this huge rash on my Shit. side. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, shit. Oh, it's going down. Oh. But it's been there, and it's like popped blood vessels. Weird. Very weird. Very strange. Anyway. Well, yeah, it's meant to be, really. This is sound only, but she did show us something, and it was a rash. It was a rash. In this little lighting. <laughs> not, like, not a rash, but, no, like, it losing. was some. Yeah, it, it does kind of look like word. blood vessels. Yeah. See, and these are, this is the reason why bras are bad. And the stipulation for doing this when we record, you cannot wear bras. Nicola's wearing a bralette, so like we'll let it slide. I like have to. <laughs> have to. Do you wear like, do you wear bras on one to end bed? Of the table and no. Well, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I'm around people. I'm not wearing. <laughs> I yeah, but am I the only one who didn't who abided by do this? Do you want me wool? to take my bralette off right now? Well, no, you don't have to. I'm, I'm also wearing a bralette, but I'm wearing like a wool sweater that has holes in it, so <laughs> something <laughs> would poke through. Yeah. I like exclusively don't wear bras in the apartment. It's like my number one rule when when I get home from work is I take off my bra and put on sweatpants. I wonder if Meryl Streep wears bras on Sundays. I bet you she doesn't. Meryl Streep doesn't give a fuck. That's true. I'm just positive that she doesn't. Okay, so where are we okay, going? Okay, so where? <laughs> so yeah, our beef with bras. Our beef with bras. I have some like non-beef opinions. Some okay, tell me. Opinions. Tell me your non-vegetarian. Well, we'll get to the vegetarian opinions. Okay. Well, we wanted to talk about it because it's just like fitting for this first episode, and like I just have a very strong opinions against them. Yeah, And also, yeah, I just think they suck. So what I did want to do first is I did some research, mm. and I did. Um, the research of the history of the bra. Uh, I just thought I'd share it with you. Um, so this is a great article from The Atlantic. So according to this article, so women have been binding, keyword binding, um, themselves and their breasts for l- quite literally ages, is what this article said. Um, so the first bras date back to ancient Greece, where women would wrap bands of fabric across their chest, um, tying them and pinning them at the back. And then the term brasier is the French word for upper arm, which is weird because... Brasier means upper arm? Apparently, according to this article. I know, it's very strange. So, I mean, like, grain of salt, but... Like, that like a sexy bra word. But, like, yeah. where... But, up, but your Check out my upper boobs arm. are on your chest, not your upper arm. Like, I don't, I don't understand. understand. Maybe I don't it understand. comes from the anatomical term, like you're trying to think of a region, and it's between your upper arms. Mm, oh okay maybe the bosoms. yeah the bosoms okay well that makes sense um but the bra is a garment that lifts and separates via cups and straps mm. does it still separate uh yeah yeah, yeah. mine are pretty separated in, uh, my, yeah. in my new bras <laughs> we'll get to your new bras this bralette though no no but yeah so you lifts know. lifts and separates and apparently the bra became an official thing on November 3rd. Oh my god, today! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Perfect timing. What? I didn't even actually think no. this through. I didn't even think this through. Wait, what? November 3rd, 1914. Well, so any, anywho, this was the day <laughs> that the United States Patent and Trademark Office granted that patent to a Miss Mary Phelps Jacob for the garment that she called the brassiere. You know the best part about that is? It's mm. like 200% the people who worked in the patent office were middle-aged white men who were like 
Yeah, sure, we'll give it to this lady for her invention. <laughs> Not knowing they had no idea. It's gonna change life for ladies forever. So there's more to this. Um, well, not really. It's just extra information. So why the bra? Why the brassiere? Why did Mary Mary Jacob? No, sorry, Mary Phelps Jacobs want to do this? So any relation to Michael Phelps? Michael? Maybe. What is that? Okay, do some research here while I while I continue. So the fashion trends of the early 20th century America were kind of the stepping stone to why the brassiere was invented. So the dresses of the of this time were like cut for slim and boyish figures. <laughs> so they had um, and like on top of that, so like very I straight have cut. Yeah, no, neither do I. I have been called a computer nerd who lives in his mom's basement. By Tyler? Yes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of these like boyish slim cut dresses, they also had like plunging necklines. And then, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but Jacobs had massive boobs. Um, so the Atlantic says she was well Shit. endowed. She had a crazy <laughs> oh. life, actually. Can I just jump in with some anecdotes totally. here? From, Do it. From the good old Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Google. Um, good old Google. Um, Carice, Carice Crosby, born Mary Jake's Phelps Jacob, mm-hmm. um, is the, was the first recipient of a patent for the modern bra. Mm-hmm. She was also an American patron of the arts, publisher, and the, quote, literary godmother to the lost generation of, of writers in Paris, end quote. Um, her and her second husband, Harry Crosby, got a little crazy, from what I understand here. Um, so she married a man, he went to serve in World War One, and then this is what it says about her first husband, Richard, Richard R. Peabody. Um, I love that. <laughs> he went to do. He went to serve in World War One, where he became a drunk who loved to watch buildings burn. Oh my gosh! There Pyro. are um, two citations for it, so there's some some evidence. While he was away at war, she met Harry Crosby, who was seven years her junior, at a picnic in 1920. While her Crosby's husband not innocent. was still mm, oh. just wait. While her husband was still with the army in Europe, and they had sex within two weeks. There public relationship scandalized proper Boston society and then two years later Richard granted her a divorce so generous of Richard who loved to watch buildings burn and then Harry and Polly I don't know where Polly came from as a name oh she went by Polly even though she was Mary it's very confusing anywho Harry and Polly were married um and then they embraced a bohemian and decadent lifestyle living off of Harry's trust fund of 12,000 US dollars (laughs) <laughs> they had an open marriage. Of course, he had a trust fund. <gasps> oh my god! And an open. This is very. It's what getting a, better. What a very modern relationship yeah. she had. Um, they had an open marriage with numerous ongoing affairs, a suicide pact, what? frequent drug use, wild parties, and they took long trips abroad. Hmm. It was all with that twelve thousand dollars. At her husband's urging, Polly took the name Caress in nineteen twenty four, and then in nineteen twenty five they began publishing their own poetry because you know. They were you so want anything low. done, you've got to self-publish. And then they started Black Sun Press. Um, in 1929, one of her husband's affairs culminated in his death as a part of a murder-suicide, or a double suicide. Hmm. Um, so after all of that, she then later married another man, third husband, 1936, Selbert Young, an unemployed alcoholic actor, 16 years her junior. Oh my god, they keep getting younger. Get it, girl. Um, they lived on a plantation, so that's shady. Um, and then she divorced him. She then moved to Washington, 
and began a long-term love affair with a black actor slash boxer named Canada Lee. Canada Lee? How does she go from living on a plantation to having a love affair with a black actor slash boxer? I just want to say that this woman was so ahead of her time. Like, starting with not being monogamous with her husband. Yes. And having her own visions for some invention. Oh, yeah. Yes. To open relationships. To the adjective bohemian. I mean, not that that's ahead of time, but that made me like her. And the time was broad. <laughs> it's just, it's, this woman is I kind of the Meryl Streep of the 1920s. Oh, the Mar- old world. Wow. The only way she wasn't progressive is she died of pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, it was, it was a different time. Oh, it yeah. says here, at 19, she was preparing to attend yet another debutante This ball. is, the, oh yeah, this is what is I have. Where this is what I have. Oh, yeah. okay, let's so, go into Yeah, it. so we can go into how she, like, decided to come up with this bra. So, yeah, like Nick, Nick said, 19, going to a Manhattan debutante ball, and um, she's pretty whole pissed about the whole situation because she had this, like, sheer, sleek dress, and her corset was too bulky underneath, and she was like, oh, well, what the fuck do I do now? Um, and her words, the undergarment also had, not her words, sorry, the article's word, the undergarment also had a pesky way of rejecting the under aspect of things. So, un- so underboob. I guess. Oh. Maybe. So, so no wanted more under. Maybe it was maybe it wasn't keeping things under the garment. Well, yeah, cuz the main thing is it was too bulky because she had this like really sleek dress and course the corset was just like showing too much and she wasn't a fan. So, um she said the eyelet embroidery of the corset um kept peeping through <laughs> the roses around my bosom. Jacobs recalled in her autobiography, The Passionate Years. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, Um, so so homegirl Molly. Who's homegirl Molly? Or Polly. Polly, Mary Polly. That's crazy. Yeah. So she. I don't know where I was going. These are so these are her quotes in her autobiography. Jacobs recalled. um, Oh, sorry. So she did some sewing. She did some hand fan dangling, and she said to her her maid, "Bring me two pocket handkerchiefs and some ribbon." So the maid, like, went over and got her stuff. And then um, Jacob started doing some quick sewing. So she tried on the garment the garment that she made. So it was to the effect of what, like, the bra was. So it had, like, had, like the straps and, like, things. And she triangles. T- <laughs> triangles. And she tied it. So um, it was given, like, it didn't have, like, any bones to it. Like, of course it was. So it was sleeker. So then her words, she recalled it was delicious. I can move more freely. Delicious. Delicious. A nearly naked feeling. And in the glass, I saw that I was flat and proper. Oh. Because as, as I said, she was, she was well endowed. Yeah, yeah. She was supposed to be like boyish and no hips, I guess. So then she went on to demonstrate this around um, the Manhattan elites, um, which leads me Okay, so what, yeah, what it says here is like she demonstrated around the dressing rooms of Manhattan society gatherings, which leads me to think that she might have been flashing people, but I digress. Um, so then on February 12th, she, she filed for a patent, and the following year, November 3rd, she received one. So the bra, she argued, would, argued would allow women the freedom to move, and that corsets had, that corsets had long fermented. Regardless, she thought the corsets were like too tight. She wanted to feel a little bit more free. And hence the bra. So the main advantage, she notes, is that does not confine the person anywhere except where it is needed. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Any other fun facts that you've just found out about Polly, Mary? Um, yeah, so her first husband, Richard Peabody, he went by the name Dick. 
Dick Peabody. Dick Peabody, Dick which is Peabody. great. Um, she did not like Dick's ten- temperament. Oh, I thought you were just going to end it. She did not like Dick's. Oh, no, she loved them. Judging by everything else she did. Mm. Which, get it, girl? Um, yeah, she just was not very happy with him. There is also a little anecdote in here that um, following that dance, um, says one day she received a request for one of her contraptions from a stranger who offered her a dollar for her efforts. Ooh, she wow. then knew That's that nice. this could become a viable business. High demand. High demand. That's economics for you. Well, I feel like in some we can say killer idea. I mean, I feel like bras have gotten like a little bit more stressful now. But also, <laughs> like Karen has said, she was so very cool. modernist woman for her time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was making waves. She was making waves. Take, taking names. Making yeah. waves. Yeah. Like I'm picturing sort of like a Marilyn Monroe. If this woman was too bodacious for. <laughs> the style and well she was well endowed you know and she was going against the grain she was doing her own thing yeah good for her good for her well yeah so this just leads me to think she wrote many things she wrote many things so this just leads me to think though like where are we with bras now because I personally find many bras super uncomfortable lately and like I oh that's what she looks like Nicholas showing us a picture she's wearing a lovely hat she's with a dog does it say what the dog's name is no. Oh. It just says unknown. Oh, no, I lied. Oh, no. Caress Crosby and her whippet. Is that right? Oh, you're, my God. You're lying. Let no, me no, see. No, no, no. C-L-Y-T-O-R-I-S. Would that be clitoris? Spelled differently. Clitoris? Clitoris. Clitoris. Dude, clitoris. she is so... Clitoris. She is, like, the 1920s feminist of, like... The world. The world. Early this vagina is- monologues. Um, <laughs> I think it's clitoris. Interesting. Clitoris. Wow. Okay, her dog's name is Clitoris, so that's pretty cool. Mm. This feminist is getting a lot of men. With a dog named Clitoris, I would be she can always intimidated find if I was a if I was a man. It's a good test for her. For man. sure, yeah. Can you find my dog? Yeah. Can you find Clitoris? When like, when you're on the street calling, hey Clitoris, come here Clitoris. I bet she says it hoity toity though, Clitoris. Oh my gosh. It's very scary. Very scary. We're seeing a corset with, well, you know what? This is in the 19, early 1900s. This is very like... Fashion Nova and Kim K back again. Like, it's just a total resurfacing of... That's yeah. true, yeah. Like, tiny, tiny waist. Big and hips. Yeah. yeah. Like but then, but then it's weird, because then they were talking about in the 20s how they wanted, like... It's just so funny how those gender... Or, sorry, those um body type... Ideal body types change, because, like, back then, yeah, super slim waist, big hips. Then you go to the 20s, and they like boorish figures, and they want their chest to be flatter. And then now it's... Tiny waist, big hips again? Yeah. Is that what it is It's now? funny. It's funny because this woman created the bra to get away from these corsets and all of this mm-hmm. and something more comfortable and free, and now we've come back around to a time where it's like, hey, we're making corsets again. Come get your corset and reshape your figure and get your boobs up to your chin. Regardless, a woman with many names, many ideas. Many men. Many men. Good for her. I get it, girl. <laughs> I get it, girl. <laughs> Thank you for getting the corset out of this world. But somehow it's back. It's Sorry, Mary. Sorry, Mary. Rats. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the bra. That's the history of the bra and the history oh, of Mary. Okay. So, fun facts. History of the bra in the Western culture. Yeah. It's true. But now, yeah, I just find now they suck. And... There's been some iconic bras, though, since then. Like the Wonder Bra? 
Well, and then, like, Madonna and her big pointy bra. It's funny, mm-hmm. as soon as you said there have been some, like, iconic bras, that's what I thought of, too. Yeah. Wonder bra, I guess, would be Victoria's Secret bra. And then they do that fantasy bra every year at the at the shows mm-hmm. where, like, it's, like, a million dollars and covered in stuff, and it's, like, a 32 double A. <laughs> no shame to a 32 double A. It's just, like... You couldn't make it like a thirty-six D because it would be well, it would be three million dollars with the dress. <laughs> like, you know what though? Like, I have some beef with Victoria's Secret. I do. Oh, I got lots of beef with Victoria's Secret. Yeah, I feel like their their quality used to be higher. And I went to Victoria's Secret the other day because I found a sale online on the .ca Canadian website, and the price was in Canadian dollars. The site was Canadian. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I'll look to see if they have this sale item in stock. They did. I go down there. I show the lady who's working there. She shows me to the sale item that is in stock. I pick up the sale item that is in stock, take it to the front. The item is not on sale. So oh. I show the page, and they say, oh, that's the U.S. site. So I said, oh, this is this is funny. It says .ca, and it's Canadian dollars. They said, oh, no, the site doesn't apply online. You have to order this. So I have to order this to get it shipped across the country to get to, across two countries to get what I'm holding in my hand for the oh price that's advertised God. online. And I just thought, you know, in today's world, when everyone's trying to be sustainable, to false advertise, you know, this is just, this is purely opinion, but I was frustrated. You're right, because it, it is yeah. frustrating. Yeah, but I was very frustrated. So stupid. So Victoria's Secret no longer has my wallet in their pocket. Oh, I think it misled us for many years. I think for many years ladies of our age thought that it was like you know the place to go and I think as we get older we're realizing that like they're kind of shitty they don't really fit and your boobs have to be a very certain way to fit nicely in those cups and like look the way that they're trying to make them look in the advertisements and it's like truly like not everyone's boobs actually are even that shape will even fit nicely into these bras even if you're technically in your right size so it's just a bit too bad and it's really funny because I think it killed Lacenza here. Oh, for sure it did. Because, like, as soon as it came here, I remember when it came here, everyone just started shopping at Victoria's But Secret you know what? I don't even... Lacenza, R.I.P. I have... Is there any more Lacenza stores anyway? Like, no. I haven't seen anything. I think I... Oh, Are they bankrupt? Here, but I have seen Lacenzas. You have? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them recently. Like, the one in Ma- Richmond Center closed. Mm. The one in Pacific Center closed. Those are the only malls I go to. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, I haven't seen any in a while. Did you guys get your first bra from La Senza Girl? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, La, did we have La Senza Girl? Uh, yeah, but I think we didn't, we had to go to London or Windsor. Oh, okay. It wasn't in the Chatham Mall. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a La Senza Girl at Richmond Center. Okay. I went there to get my first bra. What was color was your first bra? Oh, I don't remember the color. I just remember the experience. We went... Paint me a word picture. Okay. So it was where the Bath and Body Works is now in Richmond Center. I never go to Richmond Center. Well, I'm painting a picture. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you know Richmond Center, you head in to the Bath and Body Works. You go down the ramp a little bit. It's across from the Blue Notes. Or was. I don't know if Blue Notes still exists. There's Bath and Body Works now. But at one time, it was a Lacenza girl attached to a Lacenza. Lacenza, you later moved down the hall. But the Lacenza girl great with like a wall full of training bras no cups no oh no there were some with cups but who starts with cups oh you don't start with cups no you start with like like the equivalent of a sports bra 
mm-hmm. and it feels scary. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And, yeah, I got it there. It was, like, probably the fifth grade. I think I did. Yeah, I think I did four or five. Probably five. I think it was five. It might have been four. I definitely went to the Seattle in the fifth grade with my two aunts, which was nice. They took me on a little trip for bra shopping. Cute. We went on a little weekend getaway. We stayed in a hotel and we made it a special thing. That's a fun thing. What about you? I think I was like grade, like late grades in elementary school. Like six, seven. I probably started wearing one because I was like changing in the change room for for Oh, that makes sense. Mm, But I was a gymnast, so it was... I didn't develop until very late. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't really need a bra because your outfit is one giant tight spandex thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was that. I wonder, yeah. I hope that kids aren't doing it any younger than the fourth grade. I think it depends on who you are, like though, you right? Some people, early, if you develop early, you need it. It's I embarrassing. Just, if you too. don't, I hope it's not like, oh my god, you need to have a bra on and you're yeah. like eight. Kids you know? are awful these days, I so I can't imagine that's probably it's a thing like that happens. I was like nine, and I was probably nine or ten. I think I must and have been looking ten. Looking back, yeah. that's like a little bit sad because, like, truly, it's just chest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the same as anyone else. Mm-hmm. But to feel like you had to have like a bra on at the age of nine is like a little bit sad. Like we've been trapped in these prisons for so long. This is my point. This is why you gotta let them free. Yeah, and like. This is why I do love bralettes, though, too, because you get, like, a tiny bit of support, and, like, there's no wires, and, but then at the same time, like, I find that when I wear bralettes, too, like, I don't think there's been a company that's come out with a bralette yet that actually, like, works for a person who actually has boobs, Yeah, you know? Yeah. an airy one I like. Like, I feel like sometimes, yeah, but, like, you know, like, the really cute, like, lace ones. Oh, they're, like, no. Kind of, like, no, they do not fit me. And, like, I want them to fit me, and I want to, like, feel free and, like, still have, like, some sort of coverage, but, like, it just hasn't come yet. Like, because no. some of the airy ones are great, too. Like, but the, like, they're, they're really, like, full like, padding. Yeah, but I don't want full padding when I want a bralette. I want to, you know? So, and, like, I want to be cute with, like, <laughs> with, like, a cute lace bralette, and it just doesn't work. I think it's important for us to say that all of us work in a professional setting, whether it's an office or working with clients and at events. So bralettes aren't always an option. Totally not at work, but like... But I think that they should be in some ways. I feel like if someone saw you wearing a bralette, it wouldn't be like very professional. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be standard that we need to have supportive, non-moving lines on our body. Yeah, like what's the worst thing that could happen if you wore a bralette? Like if it was a proper fitting bralette and like you're not at any risk of like a full nipple coming out... Which you probably won't have a shirt on that your nipple might come out of anyways at work. Like the worst that could happen is it gets a little cold and you can essentially see the outline of your nipples. But like, yeah. can you get fired for that? That's I would hope person. not because then it's like this is a bodily response. Yeah. To the environment, I'm not help like when my nipples get cold. Well, it's I'm not saying... like I'm walking in. I'm like, let's do this. Like, and men don't get fired for wearing a pair of trousers that's a little bit tight in the... Oh, 100%. Or if a man, like, you know, is in a white dress shirt. Yeah. And a little bit of shading or something. It's like, they're not going to be sent home or been, be told that they've been terminated because you can see the shading of their nipples through their white dress shirt. For sure. Maybe yeah. people do wear bralettes to work. Maybe we just have I mean, I for, sure have, I for sure have before, but it's when, A, I don't have any client meetings. It's like... 
a day where it's no... Like we're scared clients will see through our shirts and can tell we're wearing bralettes. Well, right. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I don't have a client meeting. I don't, like, clients aren't coming to the office. And, like, I'm wearing, like, a baggy shirt where, like, obviously... I wouldn't wear a bralette with a tight shirt anyway, but I'm wearing, like, a baggy, flowy shirt. But, yeah, so I just, like, I don't know what the solution is. If anybody has a solution... I will say I just had a really positive bra shopping experience in the beginning of September, so two months ago now. So I've now lived in these bras for eight weeks. It's been great. Um, for my birthday in early September, I took myself out bra shopping, like big girl bra shopping, as I like to call it. I, this is my favorite term, big girl bra shopping. Because prior to that, you know, like what are your bras like? We're, well, we're in our mid-20s. What are our bras like in your early 20s? Like skimpy. <laughs> like... Or push-up. Or, or push-up. Or, like, very yeah. very sexy. Okay, so sorry. Go on. Oh, like, tons of push-up. You're like, yeah. here's my going out bra. And you're like, it's so fucking stupid. It's, like, definitely a color you probably wouldn't wear. But it's got enough push-up. You're feeling good. Or you've been, like, trying to hold on to the same, like, nice bra you bought. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've had bras for years. Yeah, I took myself out big girl bra shopping. I went to the Nordstrom downtown. Um, took myself there on a little day. I got properly fitted. Went into the change room, had the measuring tape put against me, all of that. Talked about what I look for in a bra, all of it. I probably haven't been fitted for a bra since, I couldn't even tell you when. I just had this idea in my mind that I was a certain size and it would grab that size and I would hate trying to like, oh, I gotta try on another one or something. So I feel like a lot of the times I'd be like, well, this fits enough. And I'd buy yeah. It. Just settling. Should like never settle for bras. $24.99 at La Senza or something like that beforehand. Never settle for bras. And I got properly fitted, and the girl who did it, the woman who did it, was awesome. Very, like, attentive in a good way, like, asked me the proper questions, never made things weird. Um, Because I think that, like, I don't feel a ton of shame or uncomfortable in that situation. Like, I was like, whatever, I don't care. I can recognize why it's an uncomfortable situation for many to be, like, essentially standing in a change room with your shirt off. You're wearing a bra, but, like, it is a pretty, like... And it's intimate to be with a stranger. It is intimate to be with somebody you don't know. Like, somebody yes. you haven't talked to in a state of undress that you aren't usually in front of other people in. Um, not something that bugs me too much. Like, I understand that she's professional and she's doing her job. So I was, like, very open to the process. And I tried on probably, like, 14 bras. Ugh. It was a ton. But I told myself I'm doing this to find the right one. And the first one I tried on, I was like, oh, Wow. No bra specific. And she like, explained support? a way to like lean over in a certain way and make sure that your breasts are actually in the cups properly and like oh. making sure you're pushing all of that breast t- breast tissue forward because during the day I'm grabbing myself as I talk, your breast tissue kind of settles in other places, so you want to make sure it's fully in the cups so that it's supporting them and separating them and lifting them the way they're supposed to be. It was like my mind was blown. Anywho, I left with two bras. That were definitely, like, one I locked out and got on sale, and the other one was in the $90 range. And I am not somebody <laughs> who likes to spend a ton of money on things. And a $90 bra felt fucking scary. But, holy shit, has my life changed with a $90 bra. I swear, every shirt now, I'm like, oh, I feel great, because my shoulders are properly, like, pulling the, my breasts back where they need to be. My bands don't dig in. They fit really flat and comfortable. It fully sits, like, between, like, my clavicle area, so between my breasts, where it's supposed to fit comfortably, which I don't think any of my bras ever did. I feel like they all probably gaped beforehand. Everything fits fully smooth, and they're just easy. 
and it was probably the best purchase I've made all year. It was two big girl bras. Yeah, getting a big girl bra. Super worth it. And I think it honestly makes bras less shitty. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to be wearing it when I'm wearing it. I have no regrets. I don't feel like I'm like, ugh, I have to be putting a bra on. It's made a world of difference. Like, it's made me like bras, and it's just having to remind myself that maybe I have to spend a little bit of money mm -hmm. to have a good bra. But holy shit, this is what it could be. Well, I mean, I think we should all, maybe, like, maybe my goal, my 2020 goal <laughs> is to get a big girl bra and yeah. feel comfortable and supported. Is I do feel very supported, actually. <laughs> that is the best way to describe it, is I do feel supported. And, like, yeah. Hot tip. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to either... <laughs> Put your bra on a little bit below your breasts, like mm -hmm. strap it around your back and have it sitting just a little bit below your breast or right where it's supposed to be and then push your breast tissue forward with your hands into the bra or lean forward as you put your bra on and just like scoop your boobs and into then, your like, bra clasps. and then clasp it I'm not good so at that me. all the tit is in there. You want to make sure your tits are really in there so then you get the full tit effect at the top, which is what you want in the shirt. Okay. You want that like, it gets nice and full. I'm of the thought, though, also, that sometimes it's nice when I'm wearing a tank top that's revealing. Like, I didn't used to be like this, but now I don't want my boobs coming out all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes yes. I want to wear no bra so that it's, like, just my bones showing and not my... Yeah, like your clavicle. Cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I don't want everyone looking at, like... Or not your clavicle. Or... Sorry. Oh, my God. Your collarbone. Your, <laughs> Sorry. Your, your clavicle. I want your clavicle to show. Yeah. I want your... Collar, your collarbone. Boobs aren't like as in as they once were. It's not the mid two thousands. Well, cause yeah, we're going back to the twenties where your boobs aren't. But that, and then that's the weirdest thing. But because, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we are though, because look at all the people who are famous right now, mm, like for yeah. showing their bodies. They're, a lot of them are big boobed. I don't know. I don't know what's in. I mean, maybe everything. Boobs but sometimes I feel too booby in things. You know what? But if you, as the old saying goes, if you oh. got them. Um, flaunch them yeah you don't use it you lose it yeah. that's why you push your breast tissue forward okay. yeah. no matter where it is in your body <laughs> well i feel like that's a good hot tip to end on always be pushing the breast tissue push their breast tissue <laughs> whoa breast <laughs> tissue <laughs> and then be free like mary phelps jacob yeah and do your thing do your thing what fits for you may not fit for other people but you just do you yeah Thanks for listening, and tell your bra-wearing friends. Or non-bra-wearing friends. Yeah, whoever, really. Like, whether you like them or not, just, I mean, join us. Yeah, and, I mean, like we say, you don't have to wear a bra on Sundays when you listen to us, but, like, let them free. Yeah. Yeah. We should be called wine on Sundays, because I have a feeling we'll be partaking in wine every time we do this. For sure. But, yeah, and that's it. Well, yeah, thanks, guys, and uh, we hope you listen. <laughs> we hope the bottle's empty, so we're we, done. We hope there is. Yeah, we're done. Oh.